We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, the final hour of Danny and Dusty today as we will hand it off to Joey Mack. Down in Las Vegas, Nevada, Washington State, the Cougs, riding a seven-game win streak where they didn't—they rested everybody in the second half. I think the last like ten and a half minutes of their win against Cal yesterday was uh, all backups, and like they they throw a starter in there every now and then. Um, but it was uh, a bench unit. They saved their legs. Um, coming in to this game against the Oregon Ducks. And you heard Ryan Horvath. He said, hey, I don't know if they're going to win it, but, you know, good value on Washington State, who's now won seven games in a row uh, in their play Oregon. I don't think think they had to worry much about Cal coming back. Cal's bad. Yeah. They just fired their head coach. Yes, they did. Cal athletics are a mess. Big time. Um, Hey, just a reminder, Fan Madness coming back. Laurelwood Brewing Company is now... Making it a two-week event. Join us Thursday and Friday, March 16th and 17th, for our annual Fan Madness basketball party at the Stadium Sports Bar at a uh, We will be out there primetime with Isaac and Suk. will be broadcasting live from a both days while you watch the games and enjoy the a Sports Sportsbook. Then join us the next week uh, for the next two rounds, Thursday and Friday, March 23rd and the 24th, from noon to 7 p.m. Again, both the show's going to be out there at X-Golf in Tualatin on Thursday, X-Golf Vancouver on Friday the 24th. While you're there, you can watch the games and play in the nationwide X-Golf St. Paddy's Scramble. Fan Madness presented by Laurelwood Brewing Company, crafting community since 2001. More at 1080thefan.com. All right, uh, the latest on Aaron Rodgers. I, I This question popped into my mind, and it's a tough one. I... I I don't I don't really know how to answer it myself because it kind of seems like it's the Blazer situation against what the Jets may be going through. Is it more disappointing to always hope that the player that's going to take you over the top is going to come to town and he never does or to get that player that you feel will take you over the top 
and you ultimately fall short and don't win a championship. <sighs> because the Blazers, for so long, it's been like, hey, we're hoping for that this, this offseason, that next piece, it's coming, baby. Yeah. It's never coming. Yeah. It's never coming. The Blazers fans have had that for decades. What and, could have been. And then you have the Jets, the New York Jets, which they did this with Brett Favre. They did this. Mark Sanchez, we got the quarterback. We got him in the pick, baby. We got him. And now it feels like they're doing it with Aaron Rodgers because Diana Rossini of ESPN gave some details this morning on Get Up. And she's Mike Greenberg is sitting at the same table as, Di, as Rossini is in this. And if you were to be able to see Mike Greenberg's face, like he is visibly getting excited. Like his sports pants are tight, as Diana Rossini says this. There is optimism in the New York Jets building today. It actually started before that trip to the West Coast to meet Aaron Rodgers in person. This was all driven by owner Woody Johnson. He wanted to get in front of the quarterback, get to know him a little bit, and talk about what it could be, what it could look like, and what they could achieve with Aaron Rodgers under center in New York with this Jets roster. So they went in there thinking they could get him, and they came home believing they are poised to get him, and they feel like they can get this done. Now look, this is Aaron Rodgers. He takes his time. He thinks things through. He likes to think outside the box. He could wake up today and say he doesn't want to play football anymore. He could retire. But in terms of the Jets side of this, the New York Jets feel good that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback this season. Well, there it is. But, I mean, that is where the Jets the Jets fan base feel, the Jets organization feels are that close. The fan base is, is through the moon. Um, they are close to getting Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think that 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers and, and putting all of your eggs in that basket, I, the, the return of what they are going to get in Aaron Rodgers and what they're going to have to give up, think about the capital. Like, Green Bay isn't going to want to just, like, give them away for free, but what do you give up of your New York? You don't mortgage your future over a year or two. Yeah. Because... Rodgers, in, think about what you have to go through. If Aaron Rodgers goes over to the AFC, okay, Nathaniel Hackett is your offensive coordinator. That still needs to be a big reminder. And he will have free reign. The, the, the rub that Rodgers had that they give credit for the success in Green Bay was Lafleur and Rodgers were, were banging heads at the beginning. And... Nathaniel Hackett was the good cop that would smooth things over, but Lafleur was the guy who would do the, hey, man, no, we're going to put this in. Stop fighting me over this. Hackett went to Denver's like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that negativity that that Rodgers and Lafleur had. So Rodgers is going to be under the impression he's going to have some free reign over there in New York with that offense because Hackett's the guy that he was able to to bully over in, in Green Bay. It was the breaks was Matt LaFleur. And there were no breaks in, in Denver. We've we've learned that. So I wonder how Hackett's going to um, present this one and what Robert Sala, who's a defensive mind, how he's going to be playing a part in this. Well, and it's not even just the football part of it and him being 39 years old. The other part of it is his headspace. Yeah. You don't know. He, he could change his he could change his mind tomorrow and decide he's going to retire, and then he could change his mind again on Monday and to say he's, he's still going to play. Yeah, that's very true. But these are also 
think of what else you have to go through. Aaron Rodgers is very talented. Yeah. He isn't the guy that is is even 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers is win MVP. Right. He's going to have to go through offensive minds. In his own division, he has got uh, Mike McDaniel. You've got Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Um, you've got Andy Reid in in Kansas City. That you're having, to, and these are these are just the the great teams, the very good teams that you're going to have to go through if you're going to want to win a Super Bowl. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got Josh Allen in in Buffalo. Really, it was he, he had smooth sailing the last couple of years in the NFC too, yeah. and not much to worry about. He's got to go through the murderer's row of not just quarterbacks that we talk about all the time, where you have. Allen, Tua, Burrow, Lamar, wherever Lamar is going to be at, Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, the entire AFC West. You have got great quarterback play all across the board, and you've got the innovative offensive minds over there to go match the talent in the AFC as well. Like, it's not going to be punch your ticket and just like, uh, all right, hey, made it to the playoffs. We're going to the NFC Championship game like it has been in the NFC the last yeah. handful of years. Well, even like in Jacksonville, I could see them take a big step up this year because the rest of the division is garbage. It is. And They're going to win a lot of games. You saw the steps that they made uh, once Doug Peterson got his hands on Trevor Lawrence. And then now they're going to have Calvin Ridley in that wide receiver room, too. Who's guaranteeing 1,400 yards. Yes, he is. But here, here's the thing. They may be just like the Tennessee Titans where they end up being the one seed, and you're like, are they really a one seed? Fool's gold type thing. You get six games every year against your three divisional opponents that are doo-doo. Yeah. And that that helps you out tremendously. Yes. And it looks like Tennessee going hard reset with, you know, uh, putting Derrick Henry on the trading block, cutting Taylor Taylor Lewan. You're up in the air on what's going on at the quarterback position. Um, We will see what Tennessee even looks like. They've been the... They've been the most resistance that they've had. You're not going to get that resistance from Indy this year or in Houston either. Uh, I'm with you. Jacksonville is is they're going to pop this this upcoming season. Um, I think that with the Jets fan base, though, I would much rather be in the fan base that at least you get to see what it's like, get your mm-hmm. hopes up, and if it dashes, like, but. At least your franchise is swinging and you're, you're you're connecting on something, right? Right. The ball is going up in the air, and you go to back to back AFC Championship games earlier, like a decade ago. Yeah, they caught it on the warning track, right? Yeah. But at least you got to see that ball fly. <laughs> at least that ball was in the air, and you're like, could it be? Yep. With with what Portland goes through, is that it's like. Yeah, you just hit that cycle, but you're stuck in a wheel of disappointment of, it ain't ever going to happen, man. You're never going to get that guy to to come to this city. And that's where Blazer fans have, that's where apathy starts setting in. And it feels almost as if apathy is starting to set in to, to the Blazers fan base a little bit. Yeah. The Blazers are Charlie Brown, and that next star player is the football that keeps getting yanked away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 503-864-6326. Ridley can guarantee 14 yards all he wants, but is he willing to put money on it? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. Um, a, a couple injury updates from the NBA that are going to have massive implications moving forward, including uh, an MRI to Luka Doncic. 
Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. A couple injury updates around the NBA about, you know, the longer this thing drags out, the the longer the Blazers are going to be in the playoff hunt. Again, the Blazers are only three games out of fifth in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. And injuries have played a massive role in that. Yes. The fifth seed right now is Golden State. They've been in a perpetual cycle of injuries where Steph's finally back now. Um, but they've lost two straight games. The Clippers, either they're banged up or resting guys throughout this regular season. Um, you see the Lakers. And the Lakers' injury problems have been well documented. LeBron is out with his foot injury. You have Anthony Davis in and out of the lineup. N- New Orleans got an update yesterday to Zion Williamson. Zion is going to be reevaluated in another two weeks due to his hamstring injury. He's been out for an extended stretch of time, and that has coincided with their free fall. That took them from the top of the Western Conference all the way down to 10th right now, 32 and 34, one game above the Blazers. And they're going to be without him for another two weeks, so bright side is he wasn't going to be playing on Sunday when Portland goes down to New Orleans, but we didn't have the expectation that he would have been there anyways. It's just he's going to be out for another two weeks straight. And then you have the the Dallas Mavericks, who are sitting eighth in the West. They're kind of in a skid since they got Kyrie Irving. Hate to see it. Um, They've (laughs) only won three out of their last ten games. But Dallas now has Luka Doncic, who is coming out publicly and saying that he's got a thigh issue on his left leg that has really been bothering him. And he he was asked just the other night, like, hey, how is your thigh doing? And he just said, not good. Well, Mavericks sent him in for an MRI today, and the results of the MRI revealed no damage. Nothing. Luca's an interesting cat, man. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know what's going on there, but uh, if the team is coming out and saying they're they're finding no damage in his left thigh, I ain't going to say Luca's a liar or that the Dallas Mavericks, what's the point of, of kind of saying there's no damage if your doctors aren't really finding anything at all? Right. Because that's your star player, and you're kind of making them look bad, a little soft there. Well, it makes you think of uh, yesterday when we talked about Calvin Ridley. And how the yep. Falcon staff, you know, didn't find anything in MRIs there. And the yeah. second everybody got fired and they brought in a new specialist, they're like, no, your foot's broken. Yeah, your foot is broken. But he is uh, he's going to have treatment and he's not expected to miss any time uh, or if he does, not significant time. But this is kind of the the whole crux of the issue with the Portland Trailblazers and in, in the pro tank group. The Blazers are banged up. They've got their own injuries with with Anthony Simons. But this is why there is that cluster. It's because health has been a mother in the NBA this year. Yeah. And it is going to continue to be as you look down the standings and you look at the teams that are in this cluster with Portland and you look at the Blazers themselves, this is why we're not seeing any separation, why we haven't seen any separation throughout the entire course of this season. It's like we all watch this Portland team and we're like, that is flawed. We know it's flawed. Well, all of these other teams that they're in this bunch with, they're just as flawed but in different ways because their their roster will be complete at some point. <laughs> and when they are, they're really dang good. Yeah. Right? And Portland, just when they are healthy, they still have their massive warts that are going to show. And that's kind of – that's where – you're torn because you want your team to do well and you want your team to win games. But the crux of the issue with Portland is they're just in a cycle, a hell cycle right yeah. now. Well, and this would clearly take a, a bit of a deep dive to try to figure out. But remember yesterday, uh, Danny mentioned the Blazers this year will not have played one single game with their top eight yeah. rotation. Yeah. I wonder how many of the other teams in the league can say that, or at least even uh, the teams that are bunched around that middle portion of the Western Conference can say that. It's a really good point. I I mean, I, I would venture to guess New Orleans is probably in that mm-hmm. because they go, well, I mean, CJ and, well, Zion has been, out of the lineup, CJ's had his thumb. Right. Um, I would imagine that they're probably, but I mean, just one game is all you're looking for. The first game of the year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams, it's game one. You at least had them for a game. Right. In Portland, not so fast, my friend. If if uh, Justice Winslow's shut down, yeah that that's a really good question, and I I don't know I don't know what that would what the answer to that one is, but what Portland's going through is rare, and it's also an incomplete roster, too. Uh, you got the old double whammies there. 503-864-6326. That's not just the fan text line. That's the number to call right now. Caller number 5 at 503-864-6326. If you're caller number 5, you win a pair of tickets to go see Weezer with Spoon and White Reaper in Bend on August 22nd at the Hayden Homes Amphitheater. Thanks to our Partners at Live Nation. You can visit 1080thefan.com for complete contest details. Again, caller number 5 at 503-864-6326 is going to go see Weezer with Spoon and White Reaper at the Hayden Homes Amphitheater August 22nd, 2023 at 6 p.m. in Bend. Okay. Um, 
we got our worst day on the web still before we only got like 25 minutes until we send you off to Oregon Ducks basketball as they are in the Pac-12 tournament uh, taking on Washington State today. Our worst day on the web, Fred Van Vliet went off, folks, and he has a point. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. We're handing off the broadcast at 2 o'clock to Joey Mack for Oregon Ducks basketball in the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas as they take on Washington State. The Cougs, a 2.30 tip pregame at 2 o'clock at the top of the hour right now in Vegas. Uh, the two-seed UCLA taking on Colorado, and they have regained the lead. It is now 52-49. Bruins leading uh, Colorado with uh, about 11 minutes to play in the second half of action. Uh, later tonight, you got Stanford taking on 8th-ranked uh, Arizona and USC and Arizona State in the nightcap. Worst day on the web today. Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are in a tough spot right now. They are very similar to the Blazers, jockeying for a position, but in the Eastern Conference, which is far more cutthroat, and they currently sit in the nine seed. Uh, just a game and a half back of Atlanta for eighth and trying to reel in Miami, which is the seven seed. And they've lost two tight ones. On their road trip that they they're on an extended road trip right now. The other night in Denver, they had a really tough game where Scotty Barnes got ejected. They had a four point lead at one point and it with like two minutes to go and saw it quickly just er- erased. And Denver ended up winning the game 118 113 and shot six consecutive three th- free throws to end the game. That was their last six points. Was all at the charity stripe. Scotty Barnes on the final one gets tossed from the game, uh, and the the Raptors were pretty perturbed at that one. Fast forward to last night, they lose one hundred eight to one hundred to the Los Angeles Clippers, and suffice it to say, Fred Van Vliet, after picking up a technical foul in that one, was not too happy with the officiating or one official in particular, Ben Taylor. Mind, I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple, couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be Just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And... Um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Oh. Uh, I have never heard a guy sound so calm, yet if he was yelling all of those things, it it would all make complete sense. Fred Van Vliet's got a very steady hand in his delivery. <laughs> delivery <laughs> in an absolute brutal takedown. 
of Ben Taylor and officials in the NBA. And he mentioned it when he said, hey, most of these guys do a good job. Um, it's sometimes we run into this. He said, most of my texts have been from Ben Taylor games. Well, we've got stats. Uh, because Fred Van Vliet's played in 55 games this year. Uh, ben Taylor has officiated six of those 55 games. Ben Taylor has given him three technical fouls directly in those six games. Fred Van Vliet has picked up another technical foul from a member of a Ben Taylor officiating crew in another one, meaning of his eight technical fouls in 55 games this year, half of them have come when Ben Taylor is officiating a game, and Ben Taylor has only officiated six of those 55 games. That kind of like that is a pretty damning that kind of stinks piece of evidence that that Van Vliet has. Yeah, something doesn't smell good there. And we've known this forever because referees are human. Yes. Players are human. There are players that referees hate, there are referees that players hate. And they do not like them and they try to put it all aside, but there's times where you can't. And sometimes it does get a little bit personal out there, and it does feel like it is uh, a quick whistle with a lot of these guys. That is a problem for the league if you have a guy picking up half of his uh, technical fouls in just a little bit of what over a little over 10% of the games that he's played this year um, have been officiated by Ben Taylor. And that that's that much of of the technical fouls he gets inexcusable 50% yeah. of the techs and 10% of the games not a good number to be having no not one bit well it makes you wonder if there's any, any other uh, outliers uh, uh as far as Ben Taylor's called techs go or if he is like you know if he's one of the preeminent technical foul whistlers in the league well, I mean, there's a bigger issue here with the NBA, and I don't know their point of emphasis. Or if he's just got beef with Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, well, there's there's this point of emphasis on demonstrative actions, right, towards officials or other people. But if you just go back and you look over this week, Scott Foster running Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors against Denver at the end of the game, Scotty Barnes didn't really do anything. Like he just he was t- he said he was talking to himself. Yeah. And all of the replays are Scotty Barnes kind of talking to himself about the foul in a one point game. Well, that technical foul that got him run cost them the game. It was one fourteen to one thirteen when Scotty Barnes get, fouls. Yeah, I think it was Aaron Gordon. And then he's mumbling to himself as Gordon is going to the free throw line. And then the technical foul gives them the uh, another free throw, and they end up losing that game one eighteen to one thirteen. Four-point swing, right there. And last night, Fred Van Vliet said it, momentum, big momentum shift in the third quarter because he gets a technical foul. So you have those two instances just in the past three days. There's also the other night, uh, on Tuesday night, you had, Jordan. did you see Jordan Poole's technical foul? <laughs> yeah. He gets called for a, a travel, and he bounce, he like bounce passes the ball back to the official, and the official gives him a tee. Yeah. I don't know what happened. He just looked around, and everybody around him was just like, what is going on? I will say, it wasn't your typical bounce pass back to the official, but it was definitely also not technical worthy. It's not demonstrative by any stretch. Yeah. Not by any stretch. Was he a little upset that he got a, a turnover against him for traveling? Yeah, he was. He was. 
But at the same token, that doesn't that's not tech worthy. And I think to Fred Van Vliet's point, there you do have a lot of that in the NBA right now. You have a ton of that. And the the Blazers against the Pistons the other night was was absolutely brutal. And Dame, you know, Danny said it yesterday. I'm surprised Dame didn't get a a fine over that one. Me too. But you're seeing this kind of it's in the NBA, you have the same thing that the NFL has. When you over-legislate and overwrite the rule book, it then becomes increasingly more difficult to officiate. And especially in the NBA where a lot of it is, I mean, you have so many calls that they're judgment calls. And guys get upset at that. And when you have a judgment call that you can make, and an axe to grind with a player, yeah. that's even worse. And so they got two problems that are going meeting and colliding at one time. And Van Vliet, I don't know what that fine is going to be, but Adam Silver is not going to be acting too kindly to that because think of what Adam Silver has on his desk just this week alone uh-huh. with the Van Vliet. And you have Van Vliet, now you have John Morant too. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, golly, it's going to be. Oh, when you're talking injuries, I didn't even mention Stephen Adams four weeks. Yes, that's brutal. Basically, the rest of the regular season well, before out. he's reevaluated. But well, and you also have to figure that uh, Ben Taylor's probably going to get called in the principal's office for a little chat too. Yeah, I would imagine. Have you seen the video circulating around where like there was a, an instance where Van Vliet was walking by an official and the official kind of gave him a little chicken wing, like nudged him with his elbow too Ooh, no, when Van Vliet was that. acting up? The Raptor fans are very, very online. Yeah. They are active bunch there. <laughs> and they were quick to put that one out there. Very quick to put that one out there. Text 503-864-6326. Uh, these NBA players want to complain about the referees, and maybe the referees should start uh, calling things like traveling and double dribble the way they rule is actually written. I'd be down for that, just for the tantrums that you'd see. Yeah. Yeah. Let let's let let me see more of it. Let me see more of it. Uh another one says the officiating was horrendous in the first half last night in Boston was bad. Not the reason not saying the Blazers would have won, but Chauncey was throwing his hands up at one point. I, yes. I think that Chauncey throwing his hands up is one part officiating and the other part like uh how much longer we got this season? Swimming upstream. <laughs> You know, the just the frustration kind of boiling over that. Yes. Yeah, we're we're losing and getting hosed. Cool. Yeah. I mean, look, they they were outmatched, and I give the I give officials the benefit of the doubt. But to the texture's point is, they're going. Look, you can't you you can't be bad in not just the 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 tight games, but also the blowouts too. We need to have a little bit more consistency. Yes. Hey, here's a flash alert though. Players and fans complaining about officials. What? Something new in sports. I was like, uh, it's digging into doing some researching on on officiating in the NBA this year and calls and technical fouls, and I ended up stumbling across a an article that said, "Is this the worst the NBA has ever been officiated?" That article was from a decade ago. So <laughs> new yeah. year, can, same gripe. Yeah, I was gonna say it could probably be written about every year. Yeah, but Van Vliet, thanks for the audio, my dude. Because Ben Taylor. I'm sure that this will go a long way in your feud with Ben Taylor. Things will be going swimmingly moving forward. 503-864-6326. We put a bow on the show. Next, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Oh, 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 come on. Ha, 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 ha. 
this cabbage off instinct. Don't get stink pink gators. My Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. Well, sad day on this date in 1997, 26 years ago, Christopher Wallace better known as the Notorious B.I.G., killed in a still-unsolved drive-by shooting in Los Angeles. Oh, no. R.I.P. Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Man, he's got some great lines. He's a smoother, smooth, I've been smooth since the days of Underoos. Love <laughs> it. Classic. It's classic. Classic. Me talking, talking Underoos. <laughs> oh, wow. And that, uh... We obviously had our East Coast, West Coast beef um, ensue after that. Yep. I listened to a podcast on that on that beef and how Tupac and Biggie were actually friends and collaborated a lot, and then how it all went wrong. That's a wild story. Yes. Absolutely wild story. Yes. Um, also, why do we just assume Biggie's dead and Tupac's alive? <laughs> I mean, it's the they're they're connected forever, but everyone's like, yeah, no, Tupac's alive. Why don't we just assume that Jim Morrison's dead and Elvis is alive? Perfect. Maybe we should start these conspiracy theories. Right? You know, just because I didn't see it, I didn't see I didn't see Elvis die. Yeah, I don't know for sure it was Val Kilmer in that movie. <laughs> Boy, that was spot on. <laughs> Val Kilmer looked just like Jim Morrison. Yeah. He did a really good job he in that did. movie. He, yes, he did a fantastic job. I like that. I like that uh, movie. I like the Doors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they you know they're not typically mentioned or regarded as like one of the top bands of that era. But no, because not to it was say so that, quick. Like, yeah, not to say that they're underappreciated, but you know because there's a lot of big Doors fans and they've definitely got some cuts, some classics. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I would have. Uh, also, Leonard Skinner, they had their bright little light, too. They have a really cool documentary on Netflix that, if you haven't checked that out. I have not. It's a good It's a good uh, Leonard Skinner documentary about kind of how misunderstood they were. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you, if you were to understand, like, Sweet Home Alabama, a lot of people are like, hey, that seems like a really racist song. <laughs> no, they were being, it was satire against... The governor uh, of Alabama, and they weren't even from Al- Alabama. Oh, okay. They're from, they're from Florida, which they were <laughs> Florida men, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like those. I'm horrible with what bands make which music, but I really do enjoy kind of those behind-the-music type um, documentaries that you'll get. Mm-hmm. And the biopics, too, like The Doors with Jim Morrison, played by Val Kilmer. Yeah. Dang. Who is the one guy? Like, when you're thinking biopic, because Jim Morrison, he pops out and just really stands out. Yes. Usually, sometimes they have some terrible casting where it's like, he doesn't even look like him. What's the one that you... Like John Wayne as Genghis Khan? That one, (laughs) not great. Not great. Uh, Of the several reasons John Wayne would not have been able to be famous today... That would be one of them. That's one of them. That would probably go down as maybe the worst. <laughs> if we're just being honest here, that may be the worst. But like, I'm not going to include uh, Ice Cube's son 
who played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. Because that one was like, whoa. Yeah, kind of a dead ringer. Because that's his kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dead ringer because jeans. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not talking Lee Dungarees. I'm talking <laughs> genetics right there. But I think more. I think it is Morrison. I think it is Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison. That's my number one biopic doppelganger. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. Even down to like the gangly, spindly body. He lost a lot of weight for that. Yeah, I'll say this: this the uh, the Elvis movie, the recent one. Uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Austin Butler. Yeah, he was great as the young Elvis, but they didn't they didn't beef him up enough for for Elvis's later years. He was still too good looking and skinny. Oh, they needed to fatten him up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't into that. What else is that guy in? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Oh. Um, somebody says walk the line. Was it that Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, as, as old uh, Johnny Man Cash. Black, Johnny Cash. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one too. Bruce Campbell was a great Elvis in Bubba Hotep. I'll have to take your word for it. I have not seen that. Now, I don't think that's a, a biopic, but uh, I think that is like he he ends up being a like Elvis fights aliens. Am I am I right there? No idea. Yeah, I don't think teaming up with another resident elderly black man who thinks he's JFK, they decide to take care of business and defeat Bubba Hotep. No idea what that means. That was the synopsis. All right, I hear the music, which means it's time to go. We hand it off to Joey Mack, Oregon Ducks basketball. The Ducks taking on Washington State in Pac-12 tournament action. We'll be back tomorrow from noon to 3. It'll be Schultz and Ortner. I'm out. I'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been Danny and Dusty on The Fan. He airballed a layup. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.